we're going to conclude our four-week Bible study in Diakonos uh, this morning. Um, we have been, and, it, and, and I, don't, I don't want anyone to feel like, oh, we're missing something. Um, one, we have all the past classes online. If that's something you'd like to catch up on or hear some of the conversation of the last three weeks. But what, what has been my overall objective has been to uh, explore the word diakonos um, from a 30,000-foot view, right? What is it? How, why is this an important word? Um, without, without, you know, making anyone feel bad they don't know Greek and things like that, right? Like, why, why is the 29 times this word used an important aspect of New Testament? What does that mean uh, for the first church, our church, and really start to funnel that 30,000-foot view down into uh, this particular context, the Heritage Church of Christ. And so, over the last three weeks, we started by looking at this word in John 13. In particular, though that word's not used, the, the word John uses in his gospel uh, quite literally means slave. Uh, it's, it's the word to kind of symbolize or to show that servanthood is, is that level of the, of the cultural uh, paradigm, if you will, kind of this, this idea of really being one who's willing... Because John uses a lot of servant and master or slave and master comparisons and understanding who we are in that, in that relationship. But it's the same idea because the example that Jesus gives in John 13 is, is the most pure example of diakonos there is, of servanthood, of what it means to be willing to do something or to do anything that is service, <clears throat> servant-oriented. And so... We looked at that. We also have looked at Acts chapter 6. That was week 2 in Acts chapter 6. The first church has a crisis on their hands, and the crisis is we have a group of widows that are not being properly fed in the distribution of food. And so the apostles decide that they are going to select or have the church select seven men who are going to take care of this particular problem. And I think there's a, there's a couple of, one, Acts 6 is the closest, is the only and closest example that we have in the text of, of a church um, bringing up or raising up or asking a particular group of people to go and to serve on a particular issue or area. <clears throat> it's, the, it's the one time that we have an example of, of situation and implementation. Uh, though the word diakonos is never used in there, the word waiter of the table, uh, a form of diako, is used in Acts chapter 6. And rightfully so, I think, in, in throughout uh, the church's history, and I'm using the broad sense of the church, uh, Acts 6 has, has been a, a fairly important paradigm of what it means to look at, <clears throat> identify, and raise up uh, those who are going to serve in particular areas to help take care of particular issues or crises if they come up. Last week, we looked at 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy chapter 3 is, <clears throat> is one of those two times in the text where the word diakonos is used in a specific context situation. 
And one of the things about 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 8 through 11, is that Paul does not talk about the situation and the implementation. He talks about the characteristics of those who are going to be in service of these particular areas. He's dropping us into the middle of a conversation or to a middle of a context to which we don't have all the pieces for because we weren't a part of the church in Ephesus. But he gives us great insight into this idea of diakonos starting to live up in the early church, in the early churches, of diakonos kind of rising to, the, to this level of responsibility within the church. Because what we start to see in the first churches, in the early churches, is that you have these groups of people, and inevitably there's going to be areas of ministry and service that, that need to be taken care of. And we need folk who are going to go and get their hands dirty in those areas for those contexts, right, where those areas matter and are important. And so using uh, kind of the conversations that we've had over the last three weeks and the, the, the text and, the, and these ideas of diakonos, and I've said this over the last few weeks, um, our Heritage Church is looking to uh, focus in on and pay attention to areas that our eldership believe are, are requiring and needing and would benefit from diakonos, from deacons, right? That that word diakonos um, in that broad sense, which is used most of the time, quite simply means waiter, servant, or minister. But in the contextual sense, it's, it's the word that is translated into deacon. And deacon is an area of responsibility, and that area starts to look differently in every context. And so our six shepherds uh, this morning are going to uh, lead us in conversation, which I do believe there's opportunity for, for conversation and discussion with these guys this morning as they kind of take us, as, as we've been up here and kind of funneling ourselves, we're now into the heritage context of what does it look like for this place <clears throat> to have diakonos serving in particular areas, in specific areas. And they're going to kind of walk through not only the process, but the areas of ministry and kind of look through that, the, 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 the scriptural uh, paradigms into the heritage context, breathe it into that, speak into that, if, if you will. And so um, these guys uh, will kind of take the rest of our time or most of, if, if, if not all of it this morning, and uh, kind of present that way. I would love to pause and offer a word of prayer. And then um, Mike has his folder up. And are you first? Oh, Mark's first. You just look like with the folder ready. Mark's going to come up. I want to offer a word of blessing on our conversation as we kind of start to uh, think about and, and prepare ourselves as a church for diakonos. Let's pray together. God, thank you. Uh, thank you for the blessings of this day and the opportunity to be together. God, thank you for the opportunity that we have to open your word and to think about what your word uh, means to us and how it challenges us and how it informs us, not only in our individual lives, but in our communal life, especially as a church. So God, as we, as we think about diakonos uh, on the ground floor, on the ground level, if you will, God, bless the conversation we're thankful for the eldership, the shepherds that we have in our young church, 
And God, we ask for blessings as they continue to work through and process and, and move our, our, our congregation and our family into the direction of diakonos, into servant. And God, we pray that you would just bless this time to your glory. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. And I will say as Mark comes up, uh, Chris, if there are questions and conversation comes up, Chris Austin is going to continue uh, going around with a microphone. That's we're recording this morning, but it's also incredibly helpful for everyone to hear the questions that are going on as well. So if you have questions and stuff, make sure you raise your hand and Chris will be running around. If you'll point Chris to the right people, that would probably be helpful as well this morning. Mark? Melissa, could you give me the slide up there? So very early, um, as an eldership group, we got together, and it was apparent that we needed to spend some time in prayer uh, discussing deacons and the need for that particular uh, role to be filled at Heritage. So there you go. So we are at step one. So this is the process of the deacon selection process flow. Um, I come from a business background. It's important to have flow, flow charts. And uh, again, this is a sample. Um, so we're at step one right now. We're searching the scriptures. Uh, Travis has done a, a great job today in uh, talking about uh, specifically deacons in his, in his uh, sermon. We've done three classes. This is the fourth. And so here we are today, Sunday, 9-4. We're searching the scriptures. So we'll go to the next box next, step two. Search among yourselves. <clears throat> We've got dates here. And I, I want you to understand very importantly that these are just ranges. We want to make sure we have the right people in the right area of ministry um, that they will uh, serve. So um, we've got step two Sunday, uh, next starting next week uh, through 925 currently. Um, we'll have a uh, submission form online where you can actually select particular individual men uh, out of this congregation for certain ministries. Um, if there is a challenge with doing it electronically, please let us know. We'll, we'll get something to you. Uh, but it's, uh, I think it's pretty good, pretty good format. Jeff put it together and uh, it'll uh, allow us to actually identify certain men um, that have been submitted uh, through this selection process, and I'm excited about that. So we'll see. Uh, there'll be an opportunity for you to select a ministry for those men to oversee. Uh, at that point, we'll be talking about the ministries today, so you'll understand. But we are not looking just to get 75 men uh, as deacons. It's about, we want them to be in the right spot. So that particular ministry, and this is where we need your help. Uh, step three, um, we'll have another two weeks or so 
to examine. Uh, so basically what we'll do is we'll meet with, the elders will meet with the individuals that are selected and nominated and we'll talk to them. Well, we wanna know first of all, are they interested in doing this? Uh, and so uh, we'll be asking them certain questions. Uh, we'll identify if this is a good ministry for them to be a part of. And uh, so it's a vetting process. Uh, step four is let them be tested. So at that point, we'll have some names that we'll uh, throw out to you guys. And we'll allow you to have an opportunity if you agree or disagree uh, with that particular nomination. This is not, a, it's not about a pop popularity contest. It's about doing the right thing. And uh, this process will be laid out, but just 30,000 30, foot level, it's about reaching out to them and talking to them if you have any doubts. Um, and they need to be biblical. Um, what, what reason they wouldn't be able to serve in that capacity or something along those lines. Um, and then we'll give you an opportunity if, if uh, after that conversation, everything is smoothed out, then great. If it's not, and uh, you'll need to approach an elder and we'll have a conversation. But do the right thing. Um, Matthew recommended that you, you go to them directly uh, in his gospel, and so that's what we want you to do. So that'll be the testing phase, and then after that, all that, and again, these dates are, are fluid, um, we'll identify those particular individuals, uh, those men that qualify uh, to be in those particular ministries. Any questions at this point about the process? Did I cover everything? All right. Oh, sorry, Brandon. Okay. Um, do we already know the areas in ministry that, are, that we are going to plug people into, or is that kind of up for conversation as well? Because did I hear you say that whenever we're going to submit um, names online, that we're also going to say this person could go under this ministry? And so I just didn't know if there was like A through F options, or is it just open for any ministry that we see a potential need for? Uh, I'd be interested to, after the ministries are discussed today, uh, the six elders will talk about different ministries. After that, if, if we missed one, you know, that'd be, that'd be great. I'd be open to that. Uh, but you will know what the ministries are. You'll be given a summary uh, of what the ministry entails, uh, and not necessarily a real deep dive into it. We have done that. As, uh, as the elder team has, has got together, we've actually um, identified certain tasks to be done, uh, not necessarily by the deacon themselves, but to oversee. 
And so, uh, and we've got a lot of ministries that are just run, I mean, they're, they're running really well right now um, by some very qualified coordinators right now. So uh, we don't want to upset the apple cart, but by all means, you'll know what those ministries are. Any other questions? Good question, by the way. Hey, so would you mind talking through, and, and this may be one of the things that, that one of the elders will cover, but as we've been talking over the last four weeks or three weeks, everyone is a servant. What, what is the expectation of, of what an appointed deacon is going to do? As you mentioned, so many of the ministries already running well and smoothly. Uh, what is the role that, that an appointed deacon is going to do and, and how that interacts with what the eldership that's already overseeing the ministry of the church, how, how, that, how that goes into uh, kind of... That's probably better served as we go over the particular ministry. We'll talk about what we're looking for uh, to oversee that particular ministry. So I think, I think that'll answer your question. Um, any feedback on that? No? Okay. Uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Tom. Tom's got a couple ministries he's uh, going to be uh, over overseeing or talking about. So, you're up. All right. Thank you. By the way, I got these two ministries because I missed an elders meeting and they texted me and told me, <laughs> I, honest truth, honest truth. They said, here's your two. I said, oh, great. Oh. And it's kind of where I've been working in any way, but that's, that's good. Uh, we, we have, and Mark has uh, been kind of the lead man in uh, this, getting the deacons uh, in, working with this process of getting them into place. And I think one of the main reasons that we're getting this is because, of course, the building coming up. But also, um, these guys are wanting to spend more time working with people, and they're spending more time doing other things that we wish we weren't doing. I mean... That sounded bad. We'd rather be doing other things. We're enjoying what we're doing, but there's really, really some good people out here that might be enjoying it a lot more and have more time to do it and can free these guys up. I hope that made sense. It didn't sound too bad, but that's, that's honestly one of the main reasons we're, we're looking at this. And um, kind of like Mark said, that fly, back again, um, we're, we want to keep everything that's going smoothly running just as smoothly as it is. We might have someone that's going to uh, help with the upkeep, but uh, that's just going to be a person. This deacon may just be a person that you go to and say, hey, we need these supplies, or can you help us with this? We're not getting deacons to change anything because Heritage is running very smoothly at this time. We're getting deacons to help uh, take over some of the things that are happening right now. And more importantly, as the building comes up, things are going to be changing quickly. And probably some of these descriptions that we give you are going to be changed in the next six months. Things we, here's what we thought, but here's what it turned into. And so uh, let's say we're, we're all eight months into this elder thing and then working to get this building up, and it's, it's all new, and uh, we're spending a lot of time in prayer and working to make it happen. But uh, I'm sure there'll be, like, Brandon, or we may be adding something that we didn't have. Or it might take two or three people to run one of these ministries. 
we don't know. We don't have a set number on that yet. We're, we're going through it as, as is and then taking input as we're working through it. I am uh, working with building and grounds. Of course, that's uh, keeping the... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the overseeing the upkeep of the building and the maintenance and the everyday operations, make sure the building's ready to go if anyone's in there. Um, I, I think one of the things as we start talking through these the last month, what we found out is everything you do, there's overlap. And so people that are doing this are going to have to be very flexible because if you're building and grounds, you're also going to be working with AV. You're going to be working with uh, all the different areas because the building's being used. And so... The, whoever's in charge of building and grounds, that doesn't mean you get to come set the, uh, you know, the thermometer at 68 and I'm good, because my wife had set it at 82. You know, you're going to be working for the betterment of the church, making sure that uh, everything, uh, number one, is safe. But, uh, you know, that would include someone that maybe knows something about HVAC, uh, all of the AC and heating. Uh, you've also got plumbing, so make sure you have a plunger close by. Um, you know, electric, make sure the building is safe. And we've made a long description. These We're not going to go through these. We don't have time, but we've made job descriptions so when we do get a person, we can show them if they're interested and if it's too much or if we need two people. Uh, so the building, that would include, you know, security possibilities, different things, as making sure the building's safe. I'll talk more about that because I've also got security. Uh, but also the grounds. Uh, the grounds, you know, outside, we're going to have a very nice area, uh, outside that's going to need upkeep, uh, such as mowing, the flowers, watering, uh, safety on the curbs, uh, you know, making sure that uh, if it snows, we have a plan to get snow and get ice taken care of. So just so many things are covered in each of these areas, but that's just building and grounds will be covering all of that. So uh, any questions, we can probably save those for the end so everybody can get through. Uh, also, in charge of security, and security, you know, first, you'd like to think, well, that's just making sure buildings locked up, everything's safe and sound, and, you know, the lawnmowers are locked in the deal, and the, all of the children's ministry stuff's locked in the deal, and no one's messing with it or uh, painting up the signs. But security, unfortunately, gets into something that's no fun to talk about. It's what's happened the last, you know, few months. And when I, when I started working on security about three months ago, it was the same week of the Uvalde, you know, shooting in the all of a sudden it hit a little bit harder home for me. And so that's, that's something, you know, we have to be careful of. We have to make sure we have a good plan. These people will be working with uh, elders, be working with uh, Travis, be working with local law enforcement to make sure we have the best plan to keep everybody safe. And you'll say, doing that, you're going to have to work with almost everybody in the building. And so it's going to be a lot, once again, a lot of overlap working closely with people and, and making sure that we have, you know, a very safe building. We want this building to be used all the time. We just want to keep everyone safe. You know, and that, that will include, you know, maybe cameras, maybe locks, but say it's in the job description, but that's we'll be looking for someone or some people to take care of security and uh, make a, a group that works that out. You know, it's, 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 wish we didn't have to do that, but that's something that we do have to do here. Um, any questions before I sit down? Um, okay, whoever's next. So I just wanted to read you, uh, the, so I have education, uh, adult and children's, and so we're going to oversee that, and so I thought I would just read you our mission of that, and then uh, we're gonna, the rest of us are going to go pretty quick to give you time to ask questions uh, if, you, if you have questions. So 
uh, here's what we have for education. The mission and purpose of the education deacon, along with the children's ministry leaders, is to facilitate the spiritual growth of our congregation in order to create uh, a foundation for their walk with Christ. And so uh, that's what we're working under. And uh, we'll give you time to ask questions here in a minute, but I'm going to pass on to Mike. Is it Jeff? Yeah, and hopefully you're going to continue to hear some common themes as we go through this. You know, in Acts 6, we identified, the apostles identified there was work to be done that needed coordination. And, you know, that's, as an eldership, that's what we've been looking at these, you know, this year and saying there's work to be done. There's work that we're doing that we need some help with. There's things we'd like to be doing that we feel like we can't because Tom's having to ride the mower. You know, before the, before the big uh, groundbreaking event last week, all six of us were out there with mowers and weed eaters appreciating the work that Tom and some of his team have been doing. So there's, there's a lot of work to be done, coordination, identifying needs, and as we grow and as we get that building, this will continue. So my, my specific uh, area that I was going to read the description for sounds a little nebulous, but it really fits into this, you know, Travis saying, Diakonos, we're all servants, we all get our hands dirty. Member engagement, you know, a deacon coordinating member engagement connect with the heritage membership at large, helping them explore and assess their gifts and talents in engaging with and serving within the congregation. So a deacon uh, to help coordinate all of us getting our hands dirty and finding what our gifts and talents and passions are in that area. So... So my area that I've been uh, looking at was uh, the men's and women's uh, ministry. And we lumped both of those together as uh, for, for someone to kind of oversee the, the ministry for the men and, and for the women. And uh, I'll just read what like the other two have done. The men's ministry encourages the men of Heritage Church to grow closer to God, their families, and others while reaching out to the community. We want someone that can uh, help with the men, getting them you know, more involved, um, getting them to uh, engage in, uh, in different areas maybe, but, but reaching out to the men of the congregation to, to bring them closer together as, as, uh, as members, as, as a group. And, that, and that's, that's one of the big things we want to encourage. And also in the women's ministry, we want someone who creates an atmosphere where the women can grow in spiritual maturity and fellowship, encouraging one another to develop leadership skills while ministering to the Heritage Church and the community. We want someone that can just oversee, be kind of an umbrella over the uh, women's ministry that is already uh, doing an excellent job, and we don't want to change that in any way. We just want someone that, that can be maybe a go-between between the, the ladies and the elders. If they need something, they can go to the deacon. They can, uh, he's there for support. He's there for, uh, you know, if they need, have a question, he's there to be able to help them. And, but not change anything that they're doing. Just be a support. And that's basically what we have. The, a deacon to 
be a support for the for the ladies and a deacon to uh, serve and minister and engage the men in various areas of, of the work of, of the church. Thanks, David. <clears throat> Another ministry we're looking at is outreach, uh, connecting people in our community to the love and grace of Jesus. With the local outreach ministry, we seek to build relationships in our community, which specifically would be Twin Bridges, um, so that we seize opportunities to share about the saving relationship that comes only through Jesus Christ. We're talking about, I mean, it's just going to change completely when we get a building, but we're talking about uh, helping uh, the neighborhood, the community to understand, maybe do financial peace. Have you heard of that? It's a, it's a financial program of how people can get out of debt. Um uh, how do uh, we might want to do uh, celebrate recovery? That's a big commitment, but we've got some individuals in our own community at Heritage that have experience with that and can help out. We want to be an outreach. We're going to have programs that not only uh, reach to the neighborhood, but it's also going to help internally as well, help our congregation. So we those are examples of, of outreach programs that we'll want to, want to continue and do. Um, we already are pretty close with uh, this school and we'll continue to be close with this school. Uh, maybe backpacks, doing different things like that. Reaching out, be a good community, uh, uh, you know, member there. Uh, so an outreach program is what we're looking for to do and we need individuals that have a passion for that. You know, they will be short. Uh, yeah, they always save the best for last. So, and I was at the elders meeting. I still got two deacons. I'm sure not sure how that happened, but um, the two elders that, uh, or two deacons that I'm ministries that I'm over is the first one is the deacon of technology. And if, um, everybody kind of understands the deacon of technology. They're the ones that, that handle all the technical stuff in the building. Um, web, web design, this whole booth over here, all the stuff as we get into the building, they'll handle all of that. Um, they'll work very closely with other deacons within the church and even members uh, um, to talk about their needs. Um, we understand that technology is very valuable in a way that we can enhance other ministries within the congregation. So, and then my final deacon is the deacon of youth. Um, and this deacon will work alongside the youth minister, Justin, right now, and um, just ensure and help facilitate the spiritual growth of our youth, of our, the, the ones who are in the Hague right now and just continue to promote that program and to just add a support and help to um, plan uh, spiritual things to help them grow as they go through their walk. Um, that's all we have as far as deacons. You guys just want to stand up with me? I mean, we're, we're past it now. So. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of, 
right now it's kind of up to y'all and how many names you submit and where people fit. We are not pigeonholed into a one-to-one relationship with a job with one deacon. So there are some pretty big jobs if you start looking through the, the deacon process and go, oh my word, I don't think anybody would take this thing because there's just so much to do. So we are definitely open to two, three deacons handling an area um, as we go through this thing. So is that what you were kind of? Now, here's where you guys get to ask us questions. And I think we've covered it so well, we can just play hangman for the rest of the time. I had to text my husband my question so he could just ask it from over there, but it didn't go through. Um, what uh, what time frame are you asking the, uh, each deacon and their family to serve in their area until before reevaluating their role? Well, I got this. This is a life sentence. Um, <laughs> I, I encourage. I would definitely encourage our our ministry leaders to take to take a look at that and have have that um, ready when uh, when you pre, you know present the roles to to those men and those families um, to just have a have an, uh, a calendar date in mind that you'll sit back down with um, with that person and their family and decide um, you know are you are you ready to continue your service or are you ready for a break? Yeah, we'll uh, we'll have to discuss that more as we go through. I mean, right now we're at step one of a pretty pretty long process. So yeah, that's a good point. And I'll write that down in my book as soon as I get my book. <laughs> uh, hey guys. Um, so I am, I am not like Mark. I did not come from a business world. Uh, I come from a ministry background and the social sciences. What some of this appears like to me goes counter to how we've been talking about diakonos the last few weeks as far as uh, ministries that already exist and have leaders. It seems like we're adding middle management that doesn't really... I guess I'm just unclear on on purpose in some of these areas when they are already going so well. I knew that question would come up. So, uh, yeah, it, um, it's, I mean, it's not a simple, clean, you know, set of boxes. And so when you're trying to present and discuss things, you know, we have to, uh, we all wanted to play a part, you know, in speaking today. But no, we're not, we're not trying to inject middle management. And we, like we mentioned, uh, you know, ministry directors, children's ministry especially, has been working great, you know, for four years now. And uh, we're looking for work that needs to be done. I mean, education, adult education, you know, education being a box. You know, we said let's, let's address, you know, trying to support education. And we're going to have to have more adult classes and things. Uh, but children's education is working great, you know, with our four ministry team leaders that have been, have been running and, and getting it done. And so in the context of, you know, 1 Timothy 3, we've been trying to identify, you know, appointing people to fill, to fill roles and, and work and holes that, that exist, you know, and trying to coordinate and lead and keep, keep things moving forward. But no, not, 
not inject. You know, men's and women's ministry, you know, as, as a box. You know, I was talking to Sherry. It's like we can put men's ministry up there, and then everybody says, well, where are the women? Well, women's ministry is, is running great, and, you know, we're not looking to inject management there, but both areas together may need support from time to time. And, uh, and so that's all these things, trying to work together in, you know, in harmony and unity and, and uh, consistency with Scripture, you know, as we've looked at it, but not inject management or somebody's in a role just to be in a role when other things are getting done very well already. Um, in that, I just, I don't have a question, but I just want to say thank you, because what I heard you all say is, as elders, you don't want to be spending your time being that middle management, but you want to spend time in relationship, and that is biblical, and that is so important, and I think a lot of elders get caught up in being the management people, and for the lack of um, the relationship, or trying to spread themselves too thin, so um, it does sound a little different from how we were talking about things in Bible class, just that everyone is a deacon. But I appreciate that you guys are willing to put someone else to do these roles so that you can have those relationships. So thank you. I think to go along with that, that's kind of been in our discussion is what what the plan was, is for us to get out of uh, being the ones that are doing, my, you know, Mike and Angel always doing the financial and it just turned into a big job, and most, most people in there are saying, we want to be working with the people, and we've got so many qualified people already doing so many things. We just want to, when we get the building ready, have these people in place so that every, everything's covered. You know, I'm sure when we get the building, we're going to find other things that aren't, and at that time, it may be time to put other people in, in charge, and I'm sure people will step up and take charge of that, but uh, that's that was really our goal, and uh, it may not sound exactly what class is, but you know, like Travis said today, everyone's a deacon all the time. That's what we're all here serving. That's what we're here for. So. Yeah, I had a question. My question was about finance, which you mentioned just now. Is that an area that would be deacon appropriate? I know that some of y'all are obviously capable of that and have been doing that, um, but are also elders. So, just we curious think, about we that. We think right now, yes. The answer to that is yes, but not now. Um, right now, Jeff and I are neck deep in building and making sure that, that everything runs, and, and it's going to get a little bit more complicated as we start pulling drafts and doing things. to. So I think it's best that we stay involved at this time. Eventually, we'll get through that, and it'll be definitely time to hand, hand it off. But at this stage, that I would like to keep it, and I think Jeff would like to keep it also, just because we're well aware of all the issues and things going on right now. So it's just too big an area to to let go at this point. We have to do a couple of things very specifically over the next 12 to 18 months for the bank that's financing the project for us. And to speak to what Mike was saying, you know, as we know that we've fulfilled that, you know, kind of to the letter of the, the, letter of the agreement, uh, we'll feel more comfortable saying, yeah, we can pull back now and let, and let other uh, servant leadership rise up in, in finance and administration outside of us. I have uh, not really a question, but a concern about the logistics of the process. 
this uh, group of Christians here is from so many different backgrounds. I barely know names, much less what somebody is qualified or interested in doing. It seems to me like we need to do three before two and let people that are actually interested submit their names and then let the congregation um, evaluate. But that's just, uh, I mean, there may be more people here that know everybody than I know, I think, but that's my problem. I wouldn't even have a clue who to ask to do what. Yeah, that's a great, great comment. There's, there's a very um, detailed document that goes with each, uh, each of these eight areas that we've outlined. You know, we could have come up with a really long list, uh, but we said things that need, that need work and need help right now. We've identified these eight things, and there's, so we'll try to find a way to publish that, I think, during these next few weeks so that everyone can read that and see it. And with the detailed uh, some of the detailed things that are mentioned and shared in that, maybe it'll help generate some ideas about, well, I, I think so-and-so is very gifted at that, or so-and-so is very passionate about that, uh, but hopefully that process will, will help move it along. I have two questions. I want to know how are you going to ensure that the elders and the deacons and the minister is all on the same page? And I want to know, are we just looking for workers or are we looking for people with those attributes that we talked about last week that reflect God's character? Would you repeat the question? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that just gives me more time to think. Uh, no, we are not looking, first of all, we're not just looking for workers. Um, to Travis's point, we're all workers. And we're going to need plenty of workers for all the ministries, that's for sure. We identified eight. I know there are more than that. We do want to identify qualified individuals based on those qualities. And that's very important. Um, and they will oversee those ministries or co-oversee those ministries. And all those ministries, a part of that description has always been to stay on the same page as the elders and our minister slash ministers. Uh, that's very important. Um, Travis has a vision. We have a vision. We want that to go along the same swim lane. We, we, you know, that's, that's our goal. So, thanks, Benita. Just to kind of clarify why you need a, uh, someone to a certain job, uh, just closing up the building at, when services are over, you always need somebody there to make sure the doors are closed and that kind of thing. And if you don't have someone appointed to that, it just gets neglected. So that's why we need someone for specific jobs. 
Well, and the other thing we need to really be hesitant of is getting too granular about that. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to to have a door locker upper deacon. Um, and probably not the best term. We'll work on a new title. But you know, um, we need somebody. These deacons or these men that are going to be called out are going to be calling on everyone to help. So he will make sure that someone is there to lock up the building. He won't necessarily lock it up every night. And those of you who are names are put forward, I think as we talk with each of you as elders, that's one thing I think we really need to make sure we stress is that this is not on you alone. There's, we're all servants, and we all have to work together. So part of their job will be to pull like-minded, skilled people together to do the job together. Um, I had a question. I don't know if this might just mean me not being clarified enough. I haven't attended this heritage as long as some people, but I wanted to know, I didn't, I'm not clear on who is like your children's minister and your youth minister who have been given those titles because you wouldn't want overlap. I would think of deacons and ministers. I know Travis as, you know, the minister, lead minister, but I didn't know other ministries who has been appointed your minister in different areas versus who the deacons would be in those areas. You've got Carrie, who's over children's. You've got Carly, who's smaller than, I don't know, they're really small and then middle. And then Lisa and Lacey. And those are the children's ministers as a group. Um, then I don't think they've been labeled as ministers, but we have a group of ladies that take care of all the women's um, functions. And those are some more people that we don't want to step on their toes and, and get in their thing. So that would be the ministers we'd be visiting about. So just to follow Justin. up on that, yeah, you're going to send that out too when you send out the like descriptions of the jobs and everything because I know you said those names. I'm going to forget 10 minutes from now when we're packing up. I'll be honest. Three minutes from now, when we're packing up, <laughs> sorry, Bobby. <laughs> um, but, like, I know Carrie and Carly and other people are involved in that. But, like I said, I'm not going to remember. And that's a failing on my part. So I'm going to have to ask forgiveness and for you to meet me where I am mentally. I would say if you have any additional questions, uh, feel free to uh, email one of us up here uh, and we'll get you an answer or we'll make up one. So, yeah, that's it. Let's have a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, this congregation, the growth with, that we've seen and, and uh, part of that growth is, is now to submit names or uh, deacons. Uh, Lord, we, we look forward to that day that we have a bunch of names, but Lord, help us come up with those names in the first place. We pray that um, 
this is not a popularity contest, but one of qualified individuals, qualified men that are willing to step up and do the work uh, to oversee some of these ministries that we've discussed this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for this process. And uh, again, if, if we, we pray that if there are any questions that we are able to answer them um, using your knowledge and using um, biblical knowledge uh, for those answers. Lord, we thank you so much uh, for this congregation. Continue to be with us through this process. In Jesus' name, amen.